I'd like to welcome you back to the third and final part of our emergency freedom alerts for March 7th, 2022. Uh, we're going to segue into um, even a more lighthearted subject. Dr. Vivian Brunette on the black-eyed babies of vaccinated parents. And not only black-eyed babies, but the, um, the freaks, uh, these freak Nephilim babies that are basically being born. Now, here's the problem. This is like only a three-minute video, but it's all in, I believe, Spanish. And I'm going to have to just basically um, read the text off there and reduce the sound but you can watch this video if you like as well and actually see the images in the background so i'm going to go ahead and roll this okay now in the background we see one of these freak nephilim babies in the upper left corner that is about the freakiest looking thing i've ever seen um it's wow i mean it is it is scary freaky weird um, he's, he's a, he's a, uh, I will say he's an energetic little guy. He really got, you know, vim and vigor, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. But, um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's pretty freaky. Anyway, he says, the guy starts out by saying this week, I also saw you in some video with children with very round eyes, very, very big eyes. And I'm just going to play this. Now you're not going to hear anything. Cause I, ha I had to blot out the sound because you're not going to be able to hear me interpreting. Um, Oh, that kid is, and she says, yes. And what happens to them? Are they physically altered, these babies that are being born? She says, yes. Yes, that's when we have a couple who had been inoculated before the, then inoculated. She means they got the COVID kill shot before the union of egg and sperm. Now, here's the deal. When this all started happening, you had some of these babies being born that were really freaky looking and they had black eyes, but otherwise they appeared normal. In most of those cases, I believe either one, uh, especially in the initial babies, there was it, it. We were too soon into it for there to be people that were giving birth. Because if you think about it, okay, if, if we go back to the beginning, it takes nine months to make a baby. Okay, so the people that were are starting to deliver the really freaky babies are those that are fully COVID vaxxed and even let's say double vaxxed or triple before they procreate and form a baby. And then you're really talking about a freak show. On a lot of the earlier ones, maybe only one or two had been vaxxed. Maybe it was only one or two shots. Maybe they had got the shot when they were like already three months pregnant. So the effects weren't as dramatic. But what they're seeing, what there's, I mean, like this baby, golly, I mean, it is crazy. If this is how these things start coming out, I mean, it's going to be insane. So she says, yes, when we had have a couple who had been inoculated before the union of the egg and sperm. I'm waiting for the next slide here. When they got the shot, that's mutagenic, meaning it's causing mutations. It produces mutations in the human genome. It's a mutagen. This is this doctor speaking. When those people that are already vaccinated couple have conception of a new being is when the transformation of children are born with different characteristics from that of normal human beings. Yeah, they're not, they're not fully human. Their eyeballs are all dark. They have no con conjunctiva, which is the white part of the eye. They hold up their head two hours after birth. 
Here's an MD talking about this. They walk, they, they walk when they're two months old. It's totally different evolution from the normal human being. Yeah, welcome to the new normal. And there's a video that we've seen evidence everywhere. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, a, you know, we're just seeing the freak show. We, 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 we got some kind of weird uh, United States UN ambassador transforming into this gigantic weird you have to see the head it's so weird shape-shifting we got these babies being born i mean you know there's a video that we've seen everywhere it has gone viral and only those who don't do any research don't realize it i mean you've got to just be putting your blinders on in order not to realize this stuff okay and it's a fact that these children are more numerous than normal to begin with but i'm sure it's all being suppressed they're not going to advertise this. And then they're the product of vaccine inoculations, meaning the COVID kill shot. It's certainly the result of a genetic mutation caused by vaccines. This is the doctor, certainly. There are 6,000 more percent more abortions. Oh, only 6,000? Those babies, and these are spontaneous abortions from the kill shot. And those babies that reach the term of gestation and survive, we don't know how long they're going to live. So these freak Nephilim babies being born, they don't know how long they're going to be alive or live. We, I would say they're probably going to rapidly age at a rapid, I mean, if they're walking at two months, if they're holding their head up two days or, or that day, if they're talking super, well, that's just telling us that everything's at a very accelerated pace. Those babies that reach the term of gestation and survive, they don't know how long they're going to live. Um... We know that they have different characteristics, but we don't know how long they're going to live. Whether if they're going to be stronger, more intelligent, connected to the Internet of Things, of course. Um, as the president of Chile and Boris Johnson said, I mean, we don't know. We don't know. I'm waiting for the next slide here. We don't know. Are they going to have the capacity to reproduce? We don't know. Are they going to live two or ten years? We don't know. Or twenty. It's a transgenic, transgenic organism like the grapes that we all eat, which have no seeds. I mean, they're genetically modified, these things. So most probably when these babies reach their reproductive age, they'll be seedless, meaning they won't be able to reproduce. Which is good. I mean, In fact, with the simple inoculation, many men are losing their fertility. Yeah, sterilizing the men, sterilizing the women, and the ones that can breed, the ones that can breed, are, are, a lot of them are producing the, these types of Nephilim creations. And women are losing their normal cycles. That's been something that's been well known. Studies refer to 60 to 70% of them are abundantly bleeding during their cycles, which is incapacitating, with cramps and clots that incapacitate them for their daily life. These are the COVID vaxxed. In addition, now, but a lot of times, even women that were around the COVID vaxxed are getting all kinds of problems with their cycles. I've had many of my female listeners email me about this. In addition to the enormous amount of endometrial and breast cancers that are being seen in the inoculated women. Yeah, of course, cancer is all part of it too. And we're just about done. Well, that was it. Okay. So I give you the link if you want to watch it. Um, but you'll have to know Spanish. Uh, okay, so let's go back to the study now. 
And so we got that, got that rolling for part three. Next one, uh, longtime listener Deborah, listener comment. Time Magazine cover shows human DNA strands turning into a serpent and talks about how genetic engineering will change us. Okay, and I'm looking at this Time Magazine um, thing here, and it's a special issue, I believe, from January 11th, 1999. And it's it has the serpent going up a DNA strand, which is like the caduceus symbol, which is the symbol for the medical profession. But in this case, it's a real snake. And guess what? The snake is green and it's connecting all the outside of human DNA. And it's got a serpent's head. And special issue from time, the future of medicine, how genetic engineering will change us in the next century. Oh, isn't that amazing? Isn't that just satanically prophetic? Uh, Deborah says, I had come across this Time Magazine issue cover article from January 1999 last year, but I never sent it to you. As you can see, the title says it, says it all. But the image on the cover is even more telling as it shows the human DNA strand turning into a serpent. Hmm. It's kind of like how the COVID kill shots are changing the DNA of the recipients. And if they can breed like we just saw, they're turning out these Nephilim-type babies. Yeah. I believe that since they already knew they were going to roll out this gene editing therapy, they call it a COVID vaccine, this image is referring precisely to what they're doing to humans right now. Well, the Bible does say in Daniel that they, meaning some outside race, most likely the Nephilim, will mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave. That word cleave means to fit aptly or right or good. And that's why I think that I don't, I think this whole COVID kill shot thing has underperformed for them. I mean, it's one thing to sterilize, but the people that are able to conceive and have babies, I, 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 I don't know if it's turning out the way they had hoped it to be. But there's some real freaks out there, obviously, being born, and many more to be born, obviously, um, if they're not already sterile, and they can conceive. But I don't, I don't think they're aptly cleaving like the first go-around during Genesis 6. See, they mingled themselves with the seed of men back in Genesis 6, but, and they did aptly cleave, and, that, and the women boarded them giants, the men of old, the men of renown. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to see that again. I just don't think it's working out as well this time. And that's based off the biblical prophecy. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave or aptly fit. So, I don't know. We'll see. As usual, they were telling us ahead of time what they were planning to do to our DNA in the near future. This was in 1999, which is to insert their hybrid reptilian DNA into our bloodstream and mix it with ours to corrupt our human DNA and turn us into reptilian hybrids like themselves. Yeah, pretty much, Deborah, you're right. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I've talked about that a lot. So here's here's the cover. You can look at it yourself and here's the, um, the actual link to the cover. And uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty horrific. Right out in the open there. Right out in the open. Um, and then we have this little video. Will the COVID vax become mind control slaves? In an old video from 1995, a theology professor named Pierre Gilbert warned of mandatory vaccines that would turn recipients into zombies. Okay, now remember, this is 1995. We just saw the Time Magazine cover from 1999. It's a Kabbalistic principle. They got to warn you about what they're going to do to you ahead of time. 
So we've been warned in a lot of different sci-fi movies and time and, and news reports and stuff like this um, about this. He speaks in French, so I will translate. In the biological destruction, there are the organized tempests on the magnetic fields. What will follow is the contamination of the bloodstreams of mankind, creating intentional infections. Yeah, like the COVID-vaxxed hordes that, you know, get sick and die and then shed their spike proteins and God knows what else to other people and they get sick. This will be enforced via laws that will make vaccination mandatory. Oh, isn't that what they were just exactly trying to do and really successfully did do in a lot of different places? And these vaccines will make possible to control people. Oh, why? Because they're going to be filled full of nanotech that's going to interface with the 5G on your smartphone like we've been warning about? Yep, pretty much. The vaccines will have liquid crystals that will become hosted in the brain cell. Oh, you mean like the graphene oxide that's been shown even in autopsies that has this affinity to gravitate into the brain area? Yeah. Which will become micro receivers of electromagnetic fields. Exactly, and we'll get you'll get updates from your smartphone and from 5G base stations and from the probably the 5G satellites. We'll give you upgrades and in, in updates to the 5G uh, nanotech system that is being increasingly built in your body from the kill shots. Where waves of very low frequencies will be sent. And through these low frequency waves, people will be unable to think. You'll be turned into a zombie. Don't think of this as a hypothesis. This has been done. Think of Rwanda. So the Rwanda genocide, I'm, I'm assuming he's in reference to, where evidently they were using, I don't know, through via the vac. Remember, they always beta test this stuff. And a lot of, a lot of the times, they beta test in Africa. Because they know that they can have a total uh, lock on the news cycle. The first, the in my Avian Flu presentation, 2006, one of the slides, which was where everything ended up, if they if if they had their way, it was vaccination at gunpoint, door to door, and it was guess where it was at? Africa. First-hand account, they were doing it in Africa because they could get away a lot with a lot more down there. The, the, the population um, is poorer. They have control over the news cycle. It's just the perfect place to test this type of stuff. And they do. There isn't much information I could find about Pierre Gilbert. But what he said 26 years ago certainly rings true today. Yes. In 2016, The Guardian published genetically engineered magnetoprotein remotely controls brain and, and behavior and what is graphene oxide highly highly magnetic highly highly interacting with the 5g network in particular so here we can see zebrafish larvae that have been injected with magneto being manipulated with magnetic fields in march of 2020 Defense One published an article on how hydrogel biosensors are ready to be injected into people's bodies, funded by DARPA and Bill Gates. If you search magnetic nanoparticles, you will find several articles and videos explaining the so-called benefits of this invasive technology that can control parts of the human body via external frequencies. 
livestock needs to be branded and tracked. And the enslavement of humanity is voluntary. Which is why the so-called vaccines are voluntary. And sadly, there seems to be millions of people eagerly lining up to be state They're showing these really intelligent people that have went one step beyond and got tattoos over where they got their COVID kill shot injections and like with dates and like all these clever pictures of like band-aids and the coronavirus molecule j and j shot 316 221 and just you know i can't imagine being that demonically deluded where you would actually get a gigantic tattoo in your arm to commemorate where you got the shot and when you got it pretty for reesereport.com this oh, is my word that is that has got to be the height of insanity okay so let's go further here john hopkins university confirms you can be vaccinated with a pcr swab test without knowing it. i've talked about this before just going to kind of re remind everybody journalist john o'sullivan warned that the massive pcr testing campaign which you know i'm not 100 percent sure how prevalent it is right now. I'm, I'm sure it's not as prevalent as it was, you know, six months ago, but warned that the massive PCR testing, which is, you know, totally fraudulent, totally fake, could totally be manipulated campaign, um, could be a WHO vaccination program in disguise. He was referring to the new technology developed at John Hopkins University that developed tiny star shape micro devices called theragrippers i've probably about the third time i've talked about this i just like to some of this stuff i like to keep in people's memory banks so they understand how bad and how potentially evil these pcr tests are that they're implanting things in you with these pcr tests potentially that attach to the intestinal mucosa and can deliver drugs into the body the devices are made of metal and a thin film that changes shape and are small as a dust particle according to john hopkins university theragrippers are administered with a cotton swab similar to pcr tests of course a lot of the swabs aren't cotton they're very very um spiky type thing that is um is designed to really uh i really believe believe cause internal abrasions and a bleeding so that whatever they're trying to introduce in our body has a has more of a of a way into the body because you've already induced abrasions and blood flow so whatever they're trying to put into you would get in easier because it would already be in contact with blood. All right, anyway, so um, in October of 2020, John Hopkins University research team published positive results from an animal study confirming that a new technology works flawlessly. <laughs> in January 2019, the WHO defined the growing number of vaccination critics as one of the top 10 threats to global health. Oh, really? Wow. And since the unprecedented corona vaccination fiasco, the number of vaccination refusers has truly multiplied. In this article, Jan Walter describes this extensive source citations which techniques are possible to still vaccinate the population when people are becoming increasingly critical of vaccinations. Now several experts and former mainstream journalists like John O'Sullivan are warning that a massive PCR testing campaign could be a WHO, World Health Organization, vaccination program in disguise. O'Sullivan is referring to a new technology developed at John Hopkins uh, that is supposed to make it possible to carry out covert vaccinations through a PCR test. Yep. Inspired by parasitic worms that dig, dig their deep, sharp teeth into the intestines of its host, John Hopkins researchers have developed tiny star-shaped micro devices that attach to intestinal mucosa, but it could easily be put into the cribiform plate area 
via the PCR test and can deliver drugs or only God knows what into the body. They're called Theragrippers. Um, when, when the kerosene coating on the Theragripper reaches body temperature, the devices close automatically and the clamp onto the walls of the colon. Because of the sealing action, the tiny six-pointed device burrows into the mucosa and attaches to the colon. They are held and gradually release their drug payload into the body or whatever else they contain. Eventually, the Theragripper lose their grip on the tissue and are removed from the colon through normal gastrointestinal muscle functions. According to John Hopkins University's, Theragrippers are actually administered with a, well, cotton swab or whatever medium they want to use there. All right, so we have that. Then we have this video, Medical COVID Kill Shot Vax Eugenics and Depopulation Agenda. Around the same time that John D. Rockefeller seized U.S. media, he also hijacked... Now, I've played this before, but I'm going to play it again. It's only a very short video. It's I think it's incredibly important to be reminded of John D. Rockefeller and the modern day foundation underpinnings and start of the modern day medical profession. This is just a very brief cursory look at this. But it's very important to understand if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The foundations of the medical system were beyond corrupt from its very inception and started by a high level satanic Luciferian that worships Satan. US medicine. When it was discovered that drugs could be produced from petroleum, America's top oil mogul ordered his army of propagandists to invert reality accordingly. Medicines used for thousands of years were suddenly classified as alternative, while the new, petroleum-based, highly addictive, and patentable drugs were declared the gold standard. After buying the German pharmaceutical company that manufactured chemicals of war for Adolf Hitler, Rockefeller leveraged his... IG Farben which was that company, which was really the main driving force behind Hitler, okay? Um, the main financial force behind him, you know? It was IG Farben. They're the same company that made the gas, the Zyklon B gas that was used at Auschwitz. And once the war was over, they, in order to sanitize their image, they split into three different companies that I believe all remain to this day. I know it's TDK was one and Bear of the Bear Aspirin fame, which Monsanto, I'm sorry, Monsanto bought um, Bear or is the other way around, I don't know. And there was one other company, but that's what IG Farben split into and they were the driving financial force behind Hitler. So no, no red flags so far. Political influence by pressing Congress to declare natural healing modalities unscientific quackery. Of course. So see, there, there's been an attack on what I do all the way back since, you know, what, this is the 20s or whatever. There's been that, that attack on alternative medicine that long. Because, and I don't mean new age alternative. I'm talking, you know, whole foods and, and, and herbs and these types of things in order to, and colloidal silver, because you cannot drug your body into good health. So obviously, if you were Satan, what would you want to demonize? Well, you'd want to demonize anything that actually promoted the body healing on its own or supplied the, the raw nutrients for the body to heal on its own. Demonize all that and then bring in drugs as the the um, way to actually, you know, regain your health, which you can't drug your body into good health. Took control of the American Medical Association and began offering massive grants to top medical schools yep. under the mandate that only his approved curriculum be taught. 
So the, the medical colleges became totally corrupted. They offered all this money to the medical colleges, the Rockefellers, and, you know, these types. And almost every single medical college took the money. And in exchange for that, then they were able to come in, the Rockefellers were able to come in and help to design curriculum. And the, and the curriculum that the people in the medical colleges all were being taught were drug-based therapies, drug and surgeries. It was never alternative. It was never, you know, trying to actually truly promote health. It was always about drugs, surgery, keeping you in a sick, weak state so that you would become a customer for life. And that's the modern-day underpinnings of our wonderful medical profession. Mention of the healing powers of herbs, plants, and diet was erased from most medical textbooks. Doctors and professors who objected to Rockefeller's plan were crucified by the media, removed from the AMA, and stripped of their license to teach and practice medicine. Those who dared to speak out were arrested and jailed. When evidence began to emerge that petroleum-based medicines were causing cancer, Mr. Rockefeller founded the American Cancer Society, through which he suppressed that information. Yeah. John D. Rockefeller. So all, all these, all these things, March of Dimes, American, Can all of those are, are fronts to actually perpetuate the disease, but give you a warm and fuzzy feeling that we're really trying to cure. There's no financial incentive for the medical industry to find a cure for anything. You know, I remember Jerry's kids in, in the 70s, and I, I'd be, um, I, the Labor Day thing, and I remember every year I would kind of watch that and all the fervor and all the millions of dollars that were sent in. Oh, Jerry, oh, this year we're going to get a cure for the kids and all this other garbage. And it never, it's funny, it just never, ever happened. They never find a cure for nothing. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? They just, but there's multiple cures for everything. It's just they're all suppressed. And that's by design on purpose because that uh, that represents a threat to the medical monopoly. And, and unfortunately, the doctors are all brainwashed because they go to these same medical colleges that are brain, just like the seminaries are brainwashed and the, the, the 501c3 pastors and, you know, go to the state to get your license, go to, you know, they, and then the, all the other heresies, they, they hardly ever will teach um, the true meaning of Genesis 6 ever. Oh, no, that's the godly line of Seth or whatever. I mean, it's the it's a very parallel thing going on in the seminaries as the medical colleges. They're all being brainwashed. They're all getting bad information. But they're all being told, no, you're the authority. You're real doctors. You're a real pastor. You know better. I, I, I've been around some MDs that, I mean, pride wasn't even an appropriate word. These guys, some of them are taught like they're gods. I've heard I've heard other people relate to me conversations they've had with some of these MDs, particularly higher ups, and they, they some of them really view themselves like gods. It's really scary stuff. Okay. Um, anyway, Feller is duly credited as the founder of the pharmaceutical industry, and the reason that medical error is currently the third leading cause of death in America. This is not an indictment against doctors. More than anyone, they are under the stranglehold of the single largest lobbying power in Washington. Every year, the pharmaceutical industry spends at least twice the amount as big oil to influence laws, policies, and public perception. Exactly. 
Thanks to Mr. Rockefeller, the architect of American monopolies, no industry has more power over our lives than Big Pharma. Very interesting things about the Spanish flu. First of all, it didn't start in Spain. Secondly, it wasn't a flu. There's more, but let's start with these two, shall we? If it didn't start in Spain, then where did it? Now, this is the Spanish flu of 1918-1919. This is what my presentation on the avian flu back in um, 2006 through the 14th City Tour I did with the Prophecy Club. This is one of the main tenets of the, I don't know, I was, had 150 slides, PowerPoint presentation. This is one of the main things I covered. The real origins of the Spanish flu. And it was vaccinations. It's just they had not refined things back then and it turned into a just absolute total bloodbath of these vaccinations were just way too strong they were using. And this was the fruit of it, but it was all covered up in history and it's a false narrative. But the people that were there, the firsthand people that were honest enough and there, you, you would get the actual real story. In the U.S., if it wasn't a flu virus, what was it? And they say it didn't start in Spain, it started in the U.S. If it wasn't a flu virus, what was it? It was a bacteria that caused severe, and in most cases, lethal pneumonia. According to a 2008 National Institute of Health paper, bacterial pneumonia was the killer in a minimum of 92.7% of the autopsies reviewed. So the, in the 1918-19 Spanish flu pandemic, even though it had nothing to do with Spain, they just wanted to blame them. Um, they determined that 92.7% uh, bacterial pneumonia was the killer. So why do we call it the Spanish flu? As a decoy, a smokescreen to hide the truth. These people prefer to hear a convenient lie. The first cases of bacterial pneumonia in 1918 traced back to a military base in Fort Riley, That's Kansas. Right. During the first half of 1918, an experimental bacterial meningitis vaccine cultured in horses by the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research. Oh, the Rockefeller Institute. They're the ones that brought us the, the kill shot back in uh, 1918 that caused that was ultimately what caused this um these kill the the kill rate that they were seeing in new york now the rockefeller university was injected into soldiers at fort riley mm -hmm. the so-called spanish flu was a vaccine experiment gone horribly wrong exactly no well, it went horribly right these same people have always wanted to depopulate the earth they just weren't as refined back then, but they didn't have to worry. There wasn't the age of the internet back then. They could control the narrative better and easier because, you know, they had, they had control still over the media at that point, but it's not like they had TVs or, or whatever, or the internet for people to post things on things that they had to worry about this time around. That's what we, the people would say, the cabal would refer to it differently. They would call it an experiment with the best outcome ever. Exactly. Yeah, they're saying fifty million dead from the from the uh, from the vaccine. It may have been a hundred million. From what I from what I've seen, there was such fear, and there were so many bodies stacking up like cordwood of the vaccinated. Typically, Hale and Hardy one day, dead the next day from the Black Death. Is the way it looked. These are first-hand accounts. I read them in my my presentation. 
that they were doing mass burials and there it was very hard to get a uh, an accurate body count in those types of conditions where i think the fear was so rampant as well millions of american soldiers were vaccinated with this experimental serum Still doing it to this day because they love our troops so much and care about our troops so much that they're basically like cannon fodder that they, you know, experiment on. They're still doing it to this day. And went overseas. They fought under poor sanitary conditions, so the bacteria spread like wildfire wherever they went. Yeah. The story was then spread that these soldiers would come home with all sorts of European disease. Now these were vaccinated soldiers. Okay, so then they came home. They were already in a, a compromised immune system. I mean, the trench warfare, like the worst possible scenario, eating, you know, processed foods and these types of things with no nutrition. I mean, it's just worst case scenario. So then they turned into like the uh, vaccinated today. They turned into vectors that were spreading this. So the American population was vaccinated as well. That's right. On top of everything else, yeah. the vaccine. And they, were, and they were the ones absolutely 100% most at risk of, of dying from it. Distributed all over Europe. Only the vaccinated died. Healthy men and women in the prime of their lives died. Yep. Not the elderly, as would have been the case if it were a flu virus. Right. Who was in charge of that distribution and mass vaccination program? The Rockefeller Institute. Oh, imagine that, Roger. I can't imagine old John D. Uh, if anybody, if humanity collectively could get a, a, a glimpse of old John D. right now in Hellfire, I, I can't even imagine how white hot that that devil's burning. Because that that guy has is been is responsible for more misery, and that misery is still going to this day, because the medical profession that he started is is. And the, the wickedness, and I'm not saying everybody in it's wicked. I'm just saying the wicked components of it are still as much intact today, if not even way more than they ever were. But he was the one that spawned it. Who was the main scientist in charge? Dr. Frederick Gates. According to Gates, they injected random dosages of an experimental bacterial meningitis vaccine into soldiers. Those who survived became cloud adults, meaning they spread the bacteria to others, even the non-vaccinated. Amazing coincidence, right? Frederick Gates then, Bill Gates now. Yeah, I think it's, it's a, a um, I don't know if it's like his great-grandfather, Bill Gates. Another initiative then. Rockefeller Initiative now. Yeah, Rockefeller Initiative then, Rockefeller Initiative now. Closed down societies then. Okay, and they're showing headlines from back then. Closed down societies then. They're showing a headline from from that Into time soldiers. era. Those who survived became cloud adults, okay. meaning they spread... Sorry, I went back too much. ...to others, even the non-vaccinated. Amazing coincidence, right? Frederick Gates then, Bill Gates now. Rockefeller Initiative then. Rockefeller Initiative now. Closed down. Okay, and this is the, the thing I wanted. Daily Seattle Times News. Uh, I can't quite read the day, but it says, Churches, schools, shows closed. Basically, they're comparing it to the COVID scamdemic and this. Now, honestly, this was actually more... Um, more people died in a shorter time period. I think a lot more people are going to die from this whole COVID vaccination kill shot plan, but it's more of a long, slow, drawn out death. 
Okay, whereas then these people were dropping dead literally the next day sometimes. Hale and Hardy one day, dying of the Black Death the next day. First-hand eyewitness accounts. Societies then, close-down societies now, all for our own good, our own safety. Yeah. It shows them wearing masks back then, the face masks, and um, in, during this time, and show, you know, obviously our population. It's the same, it's just history repeating itself. Then... This, and then some person says wear a mask around their neck, like trying to shame everybody. And then it shows a guy, a cop wearing a mask with a sign next to him that says wear a face covering. It's it's crazy. It's just the same satanic agenda just repeated over this time, um, over 100 years later. And now. <laughs> it shows this reptilian creature and it says after seven doses of the vaccine. <laughs> Oh boy, probably a lot of truth in that one. And okay, so let's go further. Uh, this was sent to me by a longtime listener, of Virginia, and listener comment: Do not vaccinate bracelets. I've been thinking about this in case of an accident or if people have underlying medical conditions as a way to prepare in case they were unconscious and taken to a hospital. Whether your wishes will be respected or not, who knows? But at least we know we did not comply. And we did not passably submit to medical tyranny, which I believe God is pleased with. Uh, like the, the do not resuscitate, um, I guess they, they've got do not resuscitate bracelets. I don't know. They're, they're actually do not vaccinate bracelets. And here's a link to them and uh, if you're interested. And then you could also get your own custom made bracelet made to say whatever you want. Like, do not ventilate, do not medicate, do not, no remdesivir, you know. Uh, and here's a uh, a uh, a link to that website, wristbandswithamessage.com, wristbandswithamessage.com. You can get whatever you want. That's a good idea. I mean, I hadn't thought about it, you know, but um, that's true. You could have those. And then we have this. And this is entitled, and this really goes along with what that video that we just heard about Rockefeller and and uh, the Spanish uh, flu of 1918-1919, that uh, thing. And this is called America is a Hospital. If you want to know why Americans no longer possess the strength and will of character they once had, think about this. America is one giant hospital. I've explained that the explosive growth in modern medicine stems in large part from a century of Rockefeller medicine, the guy we just heard about. Thousands of so-called diseases, each one supposedly the result of a germ, each germ must be killed by a drug or prevented by a vaccine, each disease has a catalog of symptoms, therefore from the moment a person rises in the morning, he is experiencing for the rest of the day uh, ordinary twitches, little aches and sneezes and blinks and odd sensations that when voila can be diagnosed as medical. There is hardly anything he can do that isn't within the purview of medical doctors. He's thoroughly conditioned to a medical reality. He's been seeing doctors all of his life. Now, this is just a normal person. This was reflected in the recent Supreme Court decision to uphold Biden's vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. Press reports mention that there are 10.4 million of those workers in the United States. So 10.4 million healthcare workers in the United States. But on checking, I found this 10 million number is only part 
of the overall worker demographic. The U.S. Census Bureau reports, quote, there were 22 million workers in the healthcare industries, one of the largest and fastest growing sectors in the United States, that accounts for 14% of all workers. So that's what I'm saying, 22 million, according to the Census Bureau 2019 American Community Survey. So roughly one out of every seven workers in the U.S. is employed in the healthcare industry. But it gets much worse than that. I made a list of some of the health-related jobs that were not included in the 22 million census number count. Here's what I came up with. These are ones that aren't included. People involved in health insurance, um, medical device manufacturing sales, research labs, companies that sell animals to research labs, medical school staff, hospital and physician office non-health workers, Outsource workers who handle non-medical functions of hospitals and doctor's offices, like IT jobs. Federal and state government health agencies, like the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, the state public health departments. Pharmaceutical companies and their subcontractors. Biotech firms. Military non-medical health associated employees. University medical research departments. Pharmaceutical advertising agencies. TV and print pharmaceutical ad salespeople. Medical journal employees. Medical foundation and charity employees. Mainstream medical reporters and associated staff. All legal personnel who practice and assist in the area of medical lawsuits. Um, and I don't know if he gets into all like, what about the American Cancer Society? What about like March of Dimes? And that's all scam. I, I don't know if he gets into that. Anyway, um, all legal personnel who practice and assist in the area of medical lawsuits, middlemen, distributors, street dealers who assist the pharmaceutical companies in trafficking pharmaceutical opioids, all drugstore employees who work in the area of selling prescription and over the store counter. I mean, and this is all involved under the, the, a lot of this is under the guise of the pharmakia, which is the root word for sorcery, which is where we get the word pharmacy and pharmaceuticals from. Okay, so, you know, talked a lot about that in the past. All employees of companies involved with selling, charting, analyzing, and tracking health-related stocks on trading markets. So you can add all those people that we just mentioned to the 22 million who work in the healthcare industry which would be just an unbelievably huge number. Who knows what that would even be? Here's another blockbuster revelation. According to Business Insider, healthcare-related institutions are the largest employers in 23 states. Um, I'm including university systems that obviously have huge medical research departments, facilities, and budgets. My best estimate of the number of drug prescriptions filled in the U.S. every year is $4.2 billion. You know how many drug prescriptions I've had filled in the last, I don't even know, 25 years? Zero. Zero. Because I practice what I preach. Now, granted, I understand if I, like, whatever, if something broke a bone, or so, I, I understand. I'm not against emergency medicine. I get it. And I've been, praise God, I've been fortunate. But, you know, it's just unbelievable how many prescriptions the average person is on. And this is all by design, on purpose, trying to create lifetime, um lifetime uh essentially clients or whatever you want to call them it's all about the money and the control uh so that's roughly 13 prescriptions per person per year so if there's 4.2 billion number of drug drug prescriptions in the u.s every year that's roughly 13 prescriptions per person per year for a population of 330 million what I mean, I can remember when I was growing up, if like one per, I remember like this one kid, he had asthma 
And it was a big deal. It was like, oh, he had asthma. Oh, he's got an inhaler. And that was, and that's the only kid I can remember from elementary school or even really middle school. In fact, I hardly remember anybody from high school that was on a prescription. I mean, granted, I'm not going to say they're going to come out and advertise, but it was just such a different time. Um, in a real sense, COVID is viewed and experienced as an acquired infection, which has spread inside the uh, hospital called America. If you think about that, you'll understand why it's so easy to convince Americans to go along with COVID restrictions. There are already patients in the hospital. If you've got that many people dependent upon the supposed Rockefeller-based, pharmaceutical-based health care system, well, most people are not going to want to bite the hand that feeds it, right? You're dependent upon that system to make your livelihood. I'm not going to really say a whole lot because, you know, I don't really want to lose my job and I'm, I, this is how I earn a living and, and, you know, I'm not saying everybody in the healthcare system is bad or that, that obviously it's just that I think we've proven though the underpinnings, the foundational aspects of it are beyond flawed, beyond evil. You can't base something off pharmacia drugging your body supposedly into good health and then taking drugs to the point where you have so many side effects letting the underlying condition go where you, then you become a surgical candidate you can't call that righteous and that's how it operates cradle to grave man they want a customer and then the vaccinations all commingled with that all the satanic vaccinations designed to make you sick and kill you and create all kind of diseases oh you gotta take more drugs oh you gotta get surgery for that oh yeah Anyway, um, okay, so let's go to the next one. Civil rights attorney absolutely obliterates narratives. They have declared war on our children. Um, play, there is some profanity in this. I, I, I doubt it's super bad or I wouldn't be playing it, but um, let's see here. Let me just see how long this is. Okay, I'm going to roll this video here. How you doing out there? I believe she's speaking in New York City, the civil rights attorney. Uncomfortable yet? Good. I want everyone to understand. And as much See, when you're uncomfortable, that will motivate people. If people are just complacent and they're not, you know, you have a boot across your neck, that could be a tremendous motivator for you to take action. And I think that's what she's in reference to here. As that was a little out of protocol, what this young man just said a little while ago. I appreciate his enthusiasm and his passion because we need to leave this place empowered. You understand? It's not good enough to just come here and listen to speeches and go back home and get comfortable again. We are at war. We are at war for our family, our children, our lives. The 14th Amendment gives us due process. It guarantees us equal protection under the law. So why in the world are the unvaccinated being treated differently than the vaccinated? It is the new segregation. It is the new discrimination. And we have to stop it. Government for the people, by the people, will not be destroyed. We have to 
recognize our power. We are magistrates. What is happening here today, what is happening around our state and in our city, is people are invoking the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. And most of you probably don't even understand what that is. And don't even understand what I'm talking about. Well, the doctrine of the lesser magistrates is the doctrine upon which this country was founded. It is the basis of the 10th Amendment, which says that any authority that is not given to the federal government is reserved to the states. And if our local leaders fail to protect its citizens and fails to step between a tyrannical federal government and its citizens, fails to protect the rights of its citizens, then those rights and authority is extended and given to the people. Okay, so now the doctrine of lesser magistrates is Pastor Trojila. All those videos I've played in the last, uh, I don't know, two years where he's talked about that. They have books on, I'll give you the links below. I was surprised to hear her bring this up, but I, I, it's great. We the people is how the constitution starts. A magistrate is a person that operates under authority. They have power. They are higher magistrates and they are lesser magistrates. The founding fathers of this country understood that there's gonna come a point in time where the federal government will need to be checked. If not, they will become tyrants. And that is what's happening now. So, the Declaration of Independence says that everyone, by virtue of being a human being, has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The federal government, too, the federal government, their purpose is to protect the rights of those citizens, the rights of us to our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. The third point of that document is if they fail to protect its citizens and enforce those rights, the citizens have a right to revolt. Do you understand? We have a right to resist. We have an obligation and a duty to do so. Do you understand? Do you understand when it says a duty to step between a tyrannical government and its laws? They are coming for our children. We cannot sit down. Every great leader knows, every one of them, even the bad ones know, that if you want to affect the country, you go for its children. When in the world do we start using children as bulletproof vests for us? When in the world do we start testing things on children? It comes to us first. And when you come for our children, you have... She's talking about the COVID kill shots being administered to children. They have, like, even if you believe in the COVID narrative, they have, like, zero risk of either getting it in or transmitting it or dying from it. Even according to their line statistics. Started a war. And they have declared war. And we are to that war. We are magistrates and I need you, each one, reach one and teach one. Do you understand? As a magistrate in this country, the United States government, our government, our local leaders have to answer to us. The Ninth Amendment says that any rights that are not enumerated in the Constitution are reserved for the people. So I don't want to hear that mandates are not enumerated in the Constitution because for the fact that it's not enumerated means that that authority and those rights goes to us. And so everyone, every one of these mandates are illegal. Every single one of them.
and right to equal protection is the right to protect my body. When you want to, when you want to push something into my body against my consent, without my consent, it is rape. And this is medical rape. But it's, it's really worse than, than rape because it's defiling your DNA. If you got raped by somebody, okay, it's typically not going to affect your DNA, okay? They may give you a disease, but these kill shots are doing something to literally make you potentially not fully human and, and also uh, turn you into a cyborg, meaning something that is part machine, part human, which again, the nanotech, the graphene oxide, we, we talked a ton about that. So I, I really believe it goes beyond rape, what these kill shots are doing. When you wanna take my children into a room and give them a snicker bar and some damn fries and talk about come get this vaccine, it is tantamount to kidnapping. That's what it is. Amen. You don't have control of my children. You don't have control of me. They shut our doors and try to give us God Fauci. To hell with Fauci. The churches are surrendering their pulpits to the demonic hockle. I'm not coming. Churches are surrendering the pulpits. Not to the, these, you know. Yeah. The church? You're not getting my tithe. Are you crazy? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Take your children out to school. I'm a former educator of 24 years. They stopped teaching them years ago. You just didn't know. Yes. Yeah. Amen. You just didn't know. Mm -hmm. Education went to hell years ago. Yep. They taught them compliance. They stopped teaching them to think. Analytical thought went out the window. Yep. With state exams. Those state exams are just being used to track your children, to determine who's going to college, to train them, to support this God-forsaken system, all the rest that's going elsewhere, that have pushed us into prison. I don't care how you look at it. If you're in corporate America, you're imprisoned by your lifestyle. If you're in the government, you're imprisoned by your job with good benefits. Mm -hmm. You understand? If you are on subsidy, you're imprisoned by their benefits. Yep. We have to get out their system, pull yourself out, pull your dollars out, and level it. All they care about is money. With the flip-flopping of the guidelines and of the requirements yeah. and who's at work and who's not at work and who, what court says this and another court says that we have to hold them all accountable they want to rewrite the constitution i'm ready with my pen because there's some changes that needs to be made in this country careful who they pull to the table they better be careful what table is spread because I got some ideas and I'm sure everybody here does too no time to be comfortable we have to fight I mean think about it. these people are mass murderers these the system in particular the people at the top the, the, the ones like Fauci and, and these types and then the head of the pharma companies and knowing exactly what they're doing they're mass murderers you know, they 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 forfeited their right to live a long, long time ago, and I, I believe that's what she's in reference to. Every author. 
authority in this country, in this world, our laws were written and our authority is delegated by God Almighty. When the laws of this country violate and go against and contradict the laws of God, then that government has become tyrannical. They have to be, they have to be overthrown. We have to revolt. We have to resist and do anything we can to protect our freedoms. And we must be involved. We must be informed. And we must be motivated to act. And we must act. Teach your children. Get them involved so they can stand so that when someone approaches them, they can stand and know what they're talking about. You understand me? If educate yourself so that you know how to resist. They are trying to make these mandates into laws because by the 13th Amendment, if it becomes a law and we break it, we become involuntary servants. We become slaves. They are turning our country into one massive, huge, slave ship and I don't know about you but I'm not signing up for that cruise line don't fight your neighbors don't fight your family members that are vaccinated and want to fight you walk away in peace try to educate them and if they resist leave them unfortunately in every war there will be casualties and a lot of times they will be people that we love so be it it is what it is it is what it is you love them from a distance you pray for them and you hope that they come over and wake up right but if they don't we don't have time we don't have time we are at battle we are in a war and we have to keep going we have to be uncomfortable and be comfortable with being uncomfortable. We have I've got into those Bible verses regarding that, what she just talked about with your family members. I've, I've many, many times. Bible verses regarding that subject. And we are given a charge to fight for your families. Fight for your homes. Fight for your brothers. Fight for your sisters. Because my God says, pursue the invading army. Because if you pursue them, you will recover. If we back up, we won't. These are uncircumcised Philistines. They cannot stand against the army of the living God. We are the armies of the living God. Know who you are. Well, if you're a Christian, yeah. You are. Go back to your neighborhood and fight. We are magistrates. Let me hear you. We are magistrates. We are magistrates. Stand between just government and its laws. God bless you and God bless these United States of America. Oh man, she's on fire. She's got, got a good crowd there too. Um, so relate on a related subject, uh, Jeremy Siegel is running for county supervisor in Walworth County, Wisconsin. He is on fire about the interposition of the lesser magistrates. In this 20-minute interview on the Charlie James Show, Seagal makes it clear why he is running for county office and how the lesser governments are meant to interpose against the evil of the superior authorities, not blithely comply. Listen here. So I'll give you the links there if you want to know more about that. I, um, I've played a lot of um, clips from Pastor Tra Trahila, um regarding this as well. Uh, and it goes on to say, though we didn't know Jeremy, we have since learned that he has read Pastor Matt's Trahila's book, and there's a link to it. 
on the lesser magistrates, on the doctrine of lesser magistrates, and is getting it into the hands of others. Okay, so if you want to know more about that, I give you all the links here um, in the PDF. It'll be near the, well, I, I don't know exactly what page it's going to be on, but um, probably about 25, around 25. Uh, okay, so then we have this listener comments about the Invive Colloidal Silver remedy and information on the nasal application of colloidal silver and iodine. It's from Jerry, and uh, he says, Hello, Scott, I've been listening to you for many years. I am a repeat buyer of the Invive Colloidal Silver. I also gave the 5,000 part per million to my cat when he had a rodent's ulcer. He was given prednisone, and it almost killed him. Yeah, prednisone's nasty stuff. So after seeing the antibiotics were not working after a few months, the Invive cleared his condition up in less than three weeks. And again, it can take some time. I mean, Rome wasn't built in the day. If, 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 some, if you've had something for a long time, it's a lot of times not just going to go away overnight. But, you know, three weeks it had it licked, it sounds like, after he'd been on antibiotics for months, for a few months. Um, the Invive cleared up his condition in less than three weeks. My vet, who is a shyster, meaning like a thief or a crook, was blown away. He didn't know what to say. Anyway, I bought the 10,007 part per million colloidal silver back when the pandemic first hit, just in case I got it. I was taking all the standard process supplements along with your suggestions of selenium, the innate response vitamin C, and many other amino acids. I felt invincible, but I took my immunity system for granted. I did not reorder my supplements on time. At first, I felt a little run down, a tad weaker in the gym, but the Wednesday before New Year's Eve, I was on a treadmill. I felt winded. I couldn't get past 2.5 miles per hour. I did a mile, and I called it a day. Then my appetite decreased, and but I still had a desire to only eat fruit. When COVID kicked, probably because he was craving the citrus in the fruit, which is a you know form of uh, I'm, the vitamin C, I'm sorry, in the citrus fruit, which is a form of vitamin C. Um, it's the best form of vitamin C, the whole C molecule. When COVID kicked in, it mimicked the chicken pox for me. I felt it in my scalp and in my jaw. When I tried to expand my, he was probably around one of the vaxxed hordes and, and shed the spike proteins and yeah, he got sick. When I tried to expand my lungs, it would cause a coughing spell that triggered massive headaches. Then I hit the Invive. Now I'm assuming he meant the 10,700 Invive he had bought. I started with a tablespoon every four hours. And that's the strongest strength they've got. Then I did a capful every four hours because um, it. some of them have a cap and some of them have the dropper. That's up to Invive. I don't have any control over that. Um, I could feel my body get hot. I woke up and the sheets of my bed were soaking wet. That's good. That means the body is inducing a fever. Fevers are, are good. Now, typically, if, if you have a fever and it stays and doesn't go away, that's a sign you're low in calcium. You're low in tissue calcium. Okay? Now, meaning... There's not enough calcium in the soft tissues, and that will spike a fever. Calcium actually is the fuel whereby which white blood cells, which are one of the main uh, defensive forces in your body, propel themselves toward the intended target. If you don't have enough calcium, it's like having a guided missile, but it can't get off the ground. I've gotten into this in other studies. So, um, um, and not only that, if you're fighting something off, you can burn through it really quick. Now, again, and see, that's the thing, though, is that Invive's not going to give you any calcium. This is why I tell people to take it a, a, a um, more of a comprehensive approach. If you have the selenium, if you have the zinc, if you have the vitamin C, if you have the calcium, if you have the iodine, 
the vitamin D3, if you have all those things in the system, then the, your primary immune system will have like almost all the tools it would need in order to ramp up and do its God-given job. The silver almost is just like a gigantic bonus. It acts like a secondary immune system. But if you were already depleted of all those other things that I just mentioned, and you just relied on the silver, I'm not saying you wouldn't get over it and you couldn't have a miraculous turnaround, but you'd probably have to take a ton more of it and it's really expensive, so it's a cheaper proposition and a better proposition to just keep your immune system high with the supplements I've talked about and only maybe use the silver whenever you feel like you need it. Now, some people feel like they need a little bit every day and that's cool, that's cool. Um, but I know that keeping your immune system strong with these other supplements that we just mentioned is in a long-term basis better and it'll it'll typically uh, help you avoid even having to need the silver in certain instances. Okay, so, um, and I'm gonna, I give my full COVID protocol at the end of every teaching, okay? Um, and I'm, I'm giving it on this one too. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, let's see. So I woke up and the sheets in my bed were soaking wet. The Invive Colloidal Silver killed the COVID in two days. And he had 10-7 too, so that's that's like the, that's like the, um, I don't know, the 14-inch uh, gun on the cover, on the on the you know deck of a battleship. You know that's about as big of a weapon as I could tell you. Uh, he said, I did feel drained and tired for three days. I got back on my supplements and back to the gym two weeks ago, and I feel great again. My chiropractor told me that if you swab the nasal passages with iodine and hydrogen peroxide or colloidal silver, it will kill the COVID before it enters the sinus. I, listen, I'm, I'm for that, and I'm going to tell you how to do that properly. But, like he had said, he had let all the other stuff kind of lapse, the other supplements he was taking for his immune system. If you're low in those things, you can swab your sinuses all day long. It's not going to do a whole lot for those if you're low on those other things, it, it might, um, it's going to help, but it's not going to replace the other things that feed the primary immune system. Okay. Um, anyway, he says, thank you, Scott, for all you've taught me. I look forward to your podcast. God bless Jerry P. And then another, um, listener said to me, my family and I had COVID over a year ago. And with, with your advice, I've gotten on a pretty good regimen of immune system boosting nutrients so no one has gotten COVID again and when i felt something brewing i used the provodone iodine nasal spray okay which i give you a link to here i don't sell it but i give you a link to it which really seems to work i then and again if you get an iodine at the very beginning yeah it can be a really good thing but again i would say it's good to have all these other things at a high level because chances are you're not even going to feel something coming on then um but even then, sometimes that can happen. I mean, it has happened to me. Um, I then take some of my supplements. I take silver if I need it. Occasionally, I'll take black cumin seed oil if I feel like I'm coming down with something. I also have what they call a plague, what she calls a plague tonic, which is a recipe was given to me by another homeschool mom. Prepared, which seems to work. It's fresh organic ginger, horseradish, white onion, garlic, habrinos. Boy, that's, that's got to be good tasting. Um, and it's as hot as you can get in raw apple cider vinegar with the mother, which is like the, oh, 
you have to research apple cider vinegar, but it's the it's the stuff that should be in raw apple cider vinegar. Uh, I blend it up and store it in a mason jar and take like a tablespoon as needed. It's pretty fierce. Yeah, I bet it is. But I think it helped me beat the only um, real illness I've had this year. It felt like a three-day cold in September, which I threw everything at. I did not get tested. I bounced back quickly. Usually, they drag on for me, though. So anyway, I give you I give you the link to that provodone iodine, that nasal iodine, and the the website for the um, the silver. The website for the to get the silver is um, www.dr as in doctor, the hyphen symbol or dash symbol. Johnson J O H N S O N dot com. Now that's not that's that all those orders go through in Vibe. They put that site up for me back in two thousand and six when I did the fourteen city tour. Um, but I've never had anybody come back to me and say, oh, I got ripped off or whatever. Sometimes orders get lost. And I just had one the other day, um, a longtime listener had ordered a six pack of the silver, came to me and said, hey, what's going on? I, I ordered this a month ago. And I'm like, I said, okay, I got nothing to do with this. This is through and vibe. I said, we'll take care of it. Okay. And, um, they got right on it. They reshipped him a six pack from, um, from the factory and, um, that's going to him right now and sometimes listen with the mail I, I sent out a package the other day and um i mean i'm taping all the labels now do typically i do priority mail and i tape over the labels with the clear tape so that even if it gets water on the label it's not going to get this thing got so soaked this was like priority mail postal mail it got so soaked it only made it to tulsa and it was supposed to go it was supposed to go to oklahoma but tulsa was just like probably the um one of the hubs that it was supposed to go to it got so soaked the package that the water had come up through the back side of the cardboard and soaked the label and you could barely read it even though i had taped over it that's how bad it was it was a miracle it even got back to me so um i try to take every precaution i can when i ship out packages i also try to pray over like all the packages I'm sending out and pray over the nutrients as well. I may, I may forget sometimes, but I try to pray over the nutrients, pray over the packages that they get there um, and they're blessed and that God blesses them, you know. Because um, I would want somebody to do that for me if I was getting something like that. Anyway, so, um, and for those that have ordered for me in the past, I do have my supplies or backup of all strengths if they order for me directly. And my special is still going as well on the 5,000 and above strength with free shipping. So I just threw this in at the end. I have covered this in times past, but it's entitled how to go after internal infection from multiple angles with just Vive silver and iodine. Now, again, I wouldn't, I would always say, keep your immune system high with these supplements, the D3, the iodine, the selenium, the, um, the calcium, the vitamin C, etc. Okay. But if, um, Let's say you had done that and you were still coming down with something, which can happen. If you feel like you're coming down with a sinus infection, I give you the protocol here for that. Um, and even if you have 5,000 part per million, you can make 500 part per million from that. And I tell you how to do dilute it. You want to use distilled water and um, how to spray it in the nasal things. Now, here's something that I've added in, though. Directions for use for nasal for nasal silver or the iodine spray we suggest placing your head down by your knees after your nasal so um what you do is you 
you take the nasal, the atomizer, and you spray it in each nostril, I don't know, four or five times. And then what, they, what they're suggesting that you do, and this is coming from the iodine people, we suggest you placing your head down by your knees after you put it in your nasal cavities. Now, what I was doing, which was wrong, is I was tilting my head back, which was allowing it to all go through my nasal cavity. I don't even do this that much, but when I did, it was going through my nasal cavity and going right into my, the back of my throat, which really, you're, it's not really treating your sinuses that great. If you put your head down by your knees after you spray it into the nasal passages, this will allow for the solution to reach under the eyes and not drain back out of the back of the nose. And then when, you're, when your head is down between your knees and, you're, and you're, um, you're in that position, you look to the left for 15 seconds and then you look to the right for 15 seconds. Then stand up and tilt the head back, allowing the rest to reach behind the nasal passages by the adenoids area. That's the best way to use either the iodine or the silver if you take it and uh, spray it into the nasal passages. Okay. Uh, sorry, I never covered that before. I wasn't even fully aware of that. And I thought, oh, you know what? That makes total sense. Yeah, that's a good idea. So I put this in here now. Um, I've also got the part in here for lung infections, how to nebulize. Now, in here, it says 100 part per million nebulizer use. I've used 500, no problem. Again, I've done it very few times because I really haven't needed to do it because I'm already taking so much stuff. If I feel something coming on, I just, I, I really, what I've been upping is my vitamin C and my colostrum. I've really been using this new colostrum that I've got in from New Zealand as a replacement for the calcium because it's rich in calcium anyway. And there's all these other immunoglobulins in it, which is super good for the immune system. So I carry two by Douglas labs. It's a powder and it's capsules, okay? The powder's a better value. It's a little pricey. It's from New Zealand. It's a extremely good colostrum. I've tried a lot of different colostrums. I tried some of the brands that I was able to get from my supplier. I felt by far the biggest, best impact on this one that I'm doing right now. Colostrum, 100% pure from New Zealand. It's, the, uh, it's like the first milking from the cows. It's like the way that a mama cow or even a, 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 a human mom it's God's way of, that's God's inoculations. That's God's way of vaccinating somebody. It's, it's the way of imparting um, the mom's immune system in, to a certain extent into whether it's a baby cow, whether it's a baby human, okay? That's why it's so vital to always breastfeed your children, at least for the first two days, at nothing else. You're going to uh, really help establish their immune system. So anyway, I really like these, these two. Douglas Labs colostrum, and I have those plenty of those in stock too. Um, and I haven't really taken any calcium lately because I haven't felt I, I'm really intuitive with the immune system nutrients because that's what got me into alternative practice. And I just haven't felt the need to do hardly any extra calcium because I'm getting a nice dose in the colostrum. Okay, because I mean, think about it. milk is you know milk is rich in calcium, and so anyway. Um, I have done up to 500 part per million on the nebulizer for lung infections. <clears throat> it's 500 straight in the cup. Okay. You can do, and Vive says for, for FDA purposes, you got to tell everybody use 100 part per million. But I'm telling you personally, I've done 500, no problem. And then I tell you, and then I give you a couple nebulizer recommendations. And then if you have an ear infection, um, you can use the Invive in the ears. You can use 500 part 
per million uh, eardrops, and they don't hurt, they don't burn. You can use hydrogen peroxide, but they'll bubble and burn, and it, it's it's rough for a lot of people, especially if you have an ear infection. Now, why am I telling you all this stuff? If you feel like you're coming down with something, you know how the one my one listener said, oh, I just hit my sinus passages with the provodone iodine? You can do that. You're hitting it from one angle there, the, the sinuses, okay? And you can also do the silver. Then you could actually hit your ears. The inner ears via the, via the eustachian tubes are connected into, it's one big complex and it's connected, okay? So if you nebulize it into your lungs, if you're taking it internally, like under the tongue, the silver, if you are taking it in the sinus cavities, and if you're doing it in the ears, you're hitting it from all these different angles. And it's really not expensive to do any of those because you're not using a ton of the silver in eardrops. You're not using a ton in the sinus. You're not using a ton with the nebulizer. So it's more cost effective. So if you feel something coming on and you really feel like it's upper respiratory, you feel, oh, it's, oh, my throat's getting sore. Oh, oh, I feel it in my sinuses. Hit it from every direction. If you if you have the time and the inclination, hit it, you'll get it over it quicker. Now, granted, hit all the other nutrients too that I've recommended. You can even do it in your eyes, which I've never seen anything knock out pink eye better than 50 part per million, but you can only use 50 part per million for the eyes. In fact, that's the only reason they make 50 part per million in Vive. It's just for the eyes. It's the eye drop. Or you can make it from, you can dilute it. You have to do the math. I kind of show you how to do the math here. But you can actually, sometimes you'll get, um, when an infection is coming on, you feel like it's in your eyes even. Hit it with the 50 part per million. There's another angle you're hitting it from. Okay, so the last thing, I'm, I, as I always do, I'm, I, the recommended protocol for COVID-19 and shedding from the COVID vax. And this is just my general protocol at this point for overcoming basically anything bacterial fungal or viral okay this is the full protocol um and i give you the dosages and the supplements and the links here are for purely informational purposes only um but it will tell you more about the product and the prices and stuff like that so anyway um that's all i have for today i got through everything i got us all caught up and um, God bless you, and Lord willing, we will see you in the next study.